Hey. Yo. What up? Oh, you know, just keeping on out here in California. Um, I'm like very, very tired. Uh, last night I played music with my band for the first time in a year. And I was oh. in this in the studio playing music for three hours with a mask on and I was so dehydrated. I woke up this morning truly feeling like I had a hangover Um, and like I was sick. I'm still like very tired, but I felt like sick and I was like, I just have been chugging like my little 32 ounce water bottle all day, like (laughs) trying to recover. And my body is just like so confused because it's like, we don't we don't do this. We've not moved this much in a really long time. Now you're headbanging mm-hmm. and moving around again and what's going on here? Um so my point being of all of this is if I can play in a studio with a mask for 3 hours and sweat and dehydrate, you can fucking wear a mask to the grocery store for a little while longer. That is true. I also think like for that it's probably like your adrenaline like it's probably been a long time since like I feel like even in small social interactions I've been having lately it does take me a really long time to recover after because we never like think about it we've never as like had a time where we just like break and then dive right back into this shit right like it's yeah it's it's we've we've always been exposed to like human interaction for so long so like we forget that we don't even think about the amount of energy it takes from us um so I think it's also like probably like adrenaline, like a little bit of nerves, excitement and all that stuff. That shit will deplete you though. Yeah, but it's good. I'm trying to get my stamina back up because what, you know, obviously like when I play a show, I'm not playing for three hours, but like, oof, Lord, I trying to, trying to get back to that point. But anyway, that's my thing. And today was opening day and the Mets did not Yay! play much to oh. my, yeah, I know. Yay for baseball being back, but there, the Washington Nationals had a COVID outbreak so the Mets are not playing this weekend because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Not the Mets, the Nationals. Fuck the Nationals. Anyway, so that's my story. That's my morning. That's what I've <laughs> been dealing with today. What's going on on your end? Mm, nothing. So Sunday was Palm Sunday, and I got to um, see my family, which was really, really exciting. Like, all of us finally got together, which I don't know why, like uh, – I've, like, asked a few of my friends this that, like, mostly, like, that are also Italian-American. Like, Palm Sunday, at least in my family, is probably bigger than even Easter for us. And I don't know why that is. Like, was it that way for your family? We definitely had, like, cousins come visit on Palm Sunday. I I don't know. I, when As I start getting older, you know, because it's that thing that we've talked about this before where they just show up unannounced. And I don't like that. I don't – I don't – I like to know who's coming. Like – So that's what Palm Sunday always reminds me of is like, I'm sitting with my family, my grandmother, we're having our normal Sunday dinner, got the Sunday sauce. And then my fucking cousins just show up out of nowhere. Like, who is it going to be? I don't know. Like, who who are we fighting with? Who are we not fighting with? So, uh, and then it's, then you break out the espresso and the Sambuca and make everything worse. So that's really funny. My mom, uh, I just started actually my, um, we've got my dad and my mom drinking kombucha because like my dad needs like a good probiotic and he doesn't want it to be a pill. So we've been like, my sister and I have like been trying to get him to drink kombucha and every morning 
it, it took me a while to realize what he was talking about, but he'd call me and be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know, mommy and I just had our Zambuca. Like we're just hanging out. I'm like, what the, f-? I'm like, it's fucking nine o'clock. Why are you drinking alcohol? And they're like, no, no, no. You know, the gumazi gots you gave us. <laughs> like, the, what is that word? Gumazigats? That's what like my dad means. Like like how you and I will say like whatchamacallit? My dad will say Zoom-Zigots. Oh, oh my god. I, I think that's a very bar uh thing. I almost like totally Americanized that word. That's how you know how tired I am. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, I need yeah. to check with my dad on that because that is like it sounded familiar to me, but at the same time I'm like, wait, do I know what, what that is? Yeah, no, he'll say like Gumazigats, like as you and I would call yeah. it, like a whatchamacallit. Um but yeah, he'll be like, no, you know, like the Gumazi gods. And I'm like, kombucha? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that one. Or like he calls like quinoa, quino. Like he no. is. <laughs> he's the most interesting human. But yeah, so we, we've got him into that. But Palm Sunday for us is uh, we know who's coming over, but it's usually like a lot of our family will come over. My mom will make like the eggplant parm Sunday sauce. Like, but there's also like, like this past Sunday we had ham and roast beef like it's a lot bigger for us um because it's also I and I don't know why but like so we also every Saint Joseph so we have two Josephs in my family my mother and my brother um we have like the Saint Joseph pastries oh we man usually will have, yeah we usually will have those on Palm Sunday too because we're usually not together anymore for Saint Joseph's Day anyway so it's it's a bigger it's a bigger deal in my family. So it was really, really nice to be able to go home and like, just like see everyone and not be like nearly as worried. Um, and Connecticut now is allowing for everybody to get vaccinated starting today. I am above the age of like 18. It's open to everybody. I am such an impatient bitch. I heard that. <laughs> and I heard New York, my, my best friend already mm-hmm. made her appointment and I'm like, it's coming at April 15th in Los Angeles. I can do it. But I'm like so mad that I'm I'm just like typical Aries that I'm like, well, I want it now. Um, or I'm like trying to <laughs> I'm trying to like find a place to make my appointment now. So I have it by the time they're eligible. And Los Angeles is just not playing that game. They're just like, you are not mm-hmm. eligible yet. It's unless you're over 50 right now. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> well, um, yeah, New York is slowly, slowly getting there. Connecticut and really the rest of New England is actually trying to really push it. And we seem to be on track, at least as a state, like we're, we're doing really well, actually, with vaccination distribution. So that's been good. But I'm waiting um, and I am happy to keep waiting just, you know, especially because all of my friends right now, they all seem to have gotten appointments and a lot of my family has gotten appointments. So it's like, all right, I'm not in a rush to get it because at least the people I'll be around are going to be vaccinated, which right. really like. Work, like takes that worry away but um hopefully i'll get it well the cdc soon. the cdc just announced that um if you are fully vaccinated and have cleared your two-week period you cannot spread it to non-vaccinated people which is really great um uh, awesome. yeah my sister told me yesterday which is great because uh, i was saying i was playing with my band last night and my guitarist is fully vaccinated but I am not. And, you know, we we didn't before the CDC announced it, we really weren't sure. But I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm not a high risk person. So mm-hmm. let's let's just take a chance and I'll just keep getting tested, which I mm-hmm. always have been regularly tested anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, OK, you can, you know, whatever. And then we found out yesterday, literally, as we're driving to rehearsal and I'm like, oh, God, this is just like an extra thing I don't have to think about now. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
But yeah, New York is is getting there. Um, but New York did. We kind of posted a little bit about it on the Instagram the other day, but they did legalize recreational use of marijuana, um, which I like kind of care about, but I don't care about it because I feel like New York is really just doing like this might be a hot take, but I think New York is doing it for some good publicity right now. Sure. Like PR. Oh, but you mean because Cuomo is about to be fired. Correct. But also just like everybody's like New York is over like pandemic COVID like New York got some really bad PR. And so I think this is a, a good like Hail Mary pass of like everybody come back to New York. Like, look, we have legal weed. Tell <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, wait, do you, in the in like the 80s, they had that pamphlet for New York that said Fear City. I hope they come out with a new one where the skeleton smoking a joint being like weed city. Because I would yes. love that. That is such a great idea. But the thing, obviously, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't really care mostly because I'm like, this is like Cuomo and like the other lawmakers, Hail Mary on this. But what I am really happy about is that a good portion of the revenue for it is like the tax revenue on the sales is going to go towards um, the communities that are usually disproportionately affected by like marijuana related offenses and crimes. Like so and they're also going to be working with the people who have been criminalized for for marijuana related offenses that's what like the big thing uh like the the pr the nice way of saying uh what they've been criminal or what they've been i'm sorry put like have on their record for is going to be automatically expunged so that's really 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 nice i love that that i it's also the very least they can do i also feel like that is part of the hail mary pass that they Mm -hmm. want uh first of all tell the kids on tiktok new york is over because they don't seem to think so second of all (laughs) Um, I was just thinking, it was like, I was just trying to imagine what his other like Hail Mary passes would be. He's like Cuomo trying as his last attempt to not fucking go down in flames, which is already too late because he's a creepy old pervert. But, mm. um, you know, it's just like, come back to New York. You could pee in the streets again. I promise. <laughs> no one's going to give you a ticket for that no more. Smoke between the subway cars. It's okay. No one will come bother you. <laughs> that's fucking amazing yeah i'm i'm super excited by that i hope it i hope it does uh kind of help i mean i don't know what i hope for anymore when it comes to stuff like this because i'm often like just because we know how deeply ingrained these systems are so fucked yeah that i'm like i'm like does it actually help i mean every little bit helps of course especially when you're shedding spotlight on these things but i'm also just like like, I don't like performative things. Like, you you and I both feel very similarly about this. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, we were talking about last week with the girl or the week before with the glass all around her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I, yeah. I would hope we'll see what happens in the next uh, couple weeks. But, you Literally know. Literally fuck Cuomo, though. Because yeah, realistic, that and guy. Like, I'm, and I, like, thought, I've been thinking about it this, like, my whole week. It's so funny that you and I literally just talked about Andrage last week and, like, sexism and all this shit. And then I'm like, I don't know what sick karmic thing there is in this world, but sure as shit, it kind of came back for me because I feel like since really like Sunday and just because like the nature of my job and things I've been dealing with, like so much of my energy has been dealing with really toxic, frustrating men like this. Like, of course I do it because no matter what, like that's just life, like Unfortunately, like we all, we all just can't like put them in a bubble and like shove them away to some island somewhere. Although that sounds nice. That sounds like Staten Island. (laughs) We're all going to have to deal with them. But like, 
this week, it's like, I say this all the time, if our energy is currency, right, and currency is like money, I've spent way too much money on these fuckers this week. Like, I'm I'm just exhausted. Like, I even said to my boyfriend before, I'm like, honestly, I can we just like sit in silence? Cause like, you know, like I love you, but I don't even want to, I don't even want to hear you right now. (laughs) Like, like, and you did nothing to me. And honestly, you are super understanding and you get why they're so annoying and why I'm annoyed. And that's so great. But like, I just don't want to hear a man's voice right now. I just don't, I'm tired of them this week. I completely understand that. I work in an industry where there is a lot of men in charge though. I've been very fortunate in my last couple of endeavors in that uh, I've worked with a lot of great women in charge and I'm hoping Mm -hmm. it continues to stay that way. I personally tend to thrive more uh, under women, I guess, but um, you know, that's just maybe my other issues that are also servicing, but I totally understand that frustration. It's just like, I always joke saying that like, I'm not taking any new applications for straight male friends right now. Like my applications (laughs) are closed because I like the ones I have. They're great. They're not problematic to me. And I just truly do not have the emotional bandwidth for more because there's a whole vetting process that has to happen. (laughs) And I just, I just really don't want to like, it's bad. I automatically assume the worst and then they have to work their way back from that. Well, so there's one of the things that's been like kind of going on uh, this week is, and my my um, sister in law taught told me about it on Sunday was like one of the high schools in our town, or I'm sorry, in our state. It's like I looked it up. It's like on the news, so like whatever I'm talking about, like it's it's known. Um, a high school because it's it was March yesterday. It was the last day of March, but March Madness is going on basketball. Correct. One of the one of the high schools did like a March Madness bracket. The senior boys did a March Madness bracket of all the freshman girls that they would want to fuck. Oh Lord Almighty! And like I'm like, so I like I like started really just like wanting to like start like punching people's faces and even though I don't know any of these people yeah, but, the, the, but that can, can I just say that is like my default response like for every like yes I feel that response it's just what I'm going to say but continue well so one of the things that was annoying to me was like so there's like a bunch of like mom's Facebook groups are like blowing up or whatever like whatnot but one of the comments on an article I was reading about it was like literally was like, I'm a mom and all I can think about, because like apparently these boys are receiving like death threats and it's like this huge fucking thing, right? Like, like I'm a mom and all I can think about is those poor boys receiving all of those death threats. What? What? I, what? Listen, I'm not saying, all right, I'm just going to say something and it's not going to come across great. Whatever. But I'm just going to say that I have no sympathy for the death threats they're receiving. Um, And let me tell you why. Because maybe this will somehow instill even a minuscule, like, amount of fear that women their age regularly fear when they do anything. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, this Mm -hmm. is just, like, one one incident where they're receiving death threats. And listen, I don't think anything, like, this is just, like, people venting their rage. No, I don't want anyone... I don't want anyone of them to die. Right, there's right. a difference That's, in what we're saying. Right, I understand that. Uh, yes, it, correct. That is also what I'm saying. I don't want them to actually be hurt. Like, I think 
but I think this is necessary for them to understand. Like it, it kind of, it, part of me is like, good, you should be afraid. Yes. You know, like yeah. the way like young women are constantly afraid, like walking down the street at night. How much shit, we've talked about this before, but how much shit did we have to like learn just to fucking go out to a party when we were in high school? Like, well, well and this is what I, I also hate so much about these stories is yes like absolutely i think what we're saying is not like we want you to die you should be killed or those death threats should be made good on that's not what we're saying but we're saying like i just always hate in so many of these scenarios so many of these scenarios so much energy so much energy is put as the focal point to the men who did the act and like i i I agree to some point like yes like let's hold them accountable sure but we never put the energy on the women who are experiencing this harm because like right in a year from now those kids the death threats will be gone right the death threats will be gone yeah they'll be off to college they'll be living their life maybe some of them will have learned from this maybe some of them probably will have not um but those women will always have to walk around knowing that there's that target on their back, right? That they're going to be hypersexualized, the trauma that they feel for being judged in their bodies, if they're fuckable or not, right? Like what attention, like more of the harm is being done to them in the long term. And yet no one sits down and takes the time to sit with these women and say to them, like, what was done to you is fucked up. This is this is unacceptable. Or even even to the men who didn't um to the men who did it well i wouldn't even call them men to the boys who did it um sitting down to their fucking friends and be like why didn't you do something about this because they don't because they don't want to be called like pussies that's right right you know right no absolutely but that's my point is like we guess like let's focus like hold the ones who did it accountable but can we start exerting our energy to the ones who witnessed it and allowed it and then to the people who actually received harm like it's and it's it's something that like I've even noticed among like younger kids like it starts we think that this shit starts like the Harvey Weinstein's of the world or the creeps that we just encounter right like it's always like oh it's just because they have a crush on you or oh it's just because you're so pretty like how quick we are to just like dismiss these behaviors oh yeah I hate that shit and that shit starts so so fucking young and that's why I'm like I'm so annoyed and angry towards these things this week because all I can keep thinking of is the women and the young girls who are receiving these messages yet again. And so it's like, yes, I get excited for Gen Z, right? Like you and I talk all the time, how excited we are. Like we really feel like they're going to be the generation that makes shit happen. And like, I, I still believe that, but I'm also like, but the chain of the patriarchy or sexism or toxic masculinity or all the things we always talk about is so, so deeply ingrained that here are the examples where it's still happening. Like these 18 year old boys are going to go off to college. This will literally not affect their lives in any way, shape or form. Like you said, the death threats will go away. That mom can have her fucking little pity party. Wah, 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 mm-hmm. all she wants. But this literally won't affect them at all. Um, and what I do they turn to in college? Oh, so sorry. Probably sexual predators. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you, did you watch the movie Promising Young Woman? No. I highly recommend you watch that, especially if this is how you're currently feeling, um, because it tackles exactly what we're talking about. It was absolutely brilliant. It was nominated for Golden Globes uh, and uh, Academy Awards, I believe. Um, 
so I, I don't want to give too much away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you can look. Oh, up- Burnham is in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. But <laughs> all right, yeah, no, I I definitely will. One of the things I will say is Ben helping me this week, and I don't know if you've read it. Is um, so we I kind of we had them come speak at my um, at my job, but also it was like a part of like a book club thing that we did. Um, it's called Sexual Citizens. Have you heard of this? Of the book? Like a- yes. No. Um, so it's by, um, Jennifer Hirsch and I can't remember the other person's name. He, they both were researchers. Oh, Seamus Khan. I was like, I, I couldn't remember. I remember the first part of his name, but, um, basically they just did like a shit they for Columbia university. They really just focused in and honed on, uh, with a ped- the pedagogy, God, I hate that I just fucking said that word, but the pedagogy that they kind of <laughs> used their research approach was really not necessarily interviewing women and men in sexual dynamics like they kind of did but most of it relied heavily on the observation piece of the power dynamics between men and women and it was columbia university and so obviously columbia has a shit ton of money that fortunately that they were nice enough to throw into this type of project but the concept of sexual citizens is that like the idea is how we can address the really the problem on college campuses but even even beyond that like the the things that because while there are problems about sexual assault on college campuses, right, there's a framework that we all bring into college with us, right? So I just like reference the high school kids, right? Like there's something that happens there that they'll bring into college with them that then makes the bubble of fuckery even more like worse. So that's why there's, you know, the widespread sexual assault issues. But the idea for them is that so much of it can be addressed if we all start looking at ourselves as like and people as sexual citizens, meaning like we each, every single person has the right to engage in their sexual behaviors, however they see fit. Like I'm a sexual citizen, like I get this choice and start framing all of these behaviors this way. And even like, like we talked about, like there'll be sexual predators in the book, like it explicitly calls out how we shouldn't necessarily keep dialoguing about sexual predators this way, because a lot of the times people often think of sexual assault and and I'll, I'll say it rape as like someone hiding in the shadows like ready to prowl like prowl and pounce on women right like so a lot of the like the biggest documentary when I was in grad school was called the hunting ground right so it's the idea of like a predator versus a prey um but really a lot of the time it's just people are truly confused about how they're supposed to engage in sex because there are so many missed messages about sex but then also the power dynamics that we're not educated on so it's like using the word perpetration as a per to as opposed to a perpetrator does that make sense yeah i don't know if i agree with that i i don't think because i feel like i don't like the idea of saying that people are confused because i feel like that lets guys off the hook about like um, you know, the behavior, this aggressive behavior that they display. Also, just for a record, I growing up never thought like maybe when I was a kid, not a kid, but like younger, I assumed like rapists were like people hiding in the shadows were ready to attack random people. But as soon as I got to high school, I real I realized that like, oh, it's other people that I know are probably mm-hmm. the the ones doing this. But I don't like the language of like confused because I think consent is very simple. I don't think it's, it should be that like, to me, there's nothing to be confused about. Um, You know, if you're 
engaging with someone sexually and that person, the second that person says no, or I change my mind or stop, or I don't want to do this anymore. That's it. Like anything beyond that, that you continue doing is not consensual. So I just don't like the language of, uh, you know, we, I don't like that idea of like, we should change like the language to like, what what, would you say? Like the, the confused, Something about the perpetrator, the, yeah, perpetrator versus perpetration. I don't, I don't like that because I feel like I, I'm maybe because I'm under the the typical like New York <laughs> impression mm-hmm. of like if you give someone a reason to abuse something or take advantage, like they'll do it. And I could just see all mm-hmm. these fuck boys running around being like, I didn't know, like, and yeah. I'm I just don't like that, like, because that's bullshit. Like, it's common sense. Like, for example, no, if I go totally. up to you and I asked you, do you want me to hit you with this pipe, and you tell me no. But I hit you with the pipe anyway. Like that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty not consensual. You know, like it's. I'm like, if you can understand that, you can understand consensual sex. Right. Right. No. A- absolutely. And it's not dismissing. It's not dismissing or letting men off the hook per se. As much as it's looking at the grander scheme. Like yes, consent is really really easy. However, when we think about consent, black and white. Consent in the actual execution does not exist in the black and white, right? So meaning, sure. m- meaning, um, so like, and, and I, I do find this often just because I do work with this demographic specifically, a lot of the times no one will, pr- like, the, the issues of like sexual assault, nine out of 10 times, the people who might have been the assaulter, and this includes women as well, just perceive themselves as just having sex, sure. right? Like, they were just engaging in sex. So like they, and, and to some degree, um, like even like, there's like a story in the book about the girl who would like, she wanted to go out and like, you know, she was in college. She wanted to flirt with boys and make out with boys and, and do sexual things. Sure. But she, so for her, it was always like, well, I just blew him to get out of the room because I wanted to go home. So for her, it's like, I wasn't being sexually assaulted or I wasn't Mm. being pressured into anything. Like I just needed to go home. But it's because again, that power dynamic, that confusion around what exists here that makes them think like, okay, you know, it's not a big deal. But just that's what they mean by like this concept of sexual citizens is like, we need to be informing people well beyond or well be like, I'm sorry, well before college even occurs. Because even think about how you and I were taught about sex education most of what sex sex ed is is abstinence only well or again these the power dynamic right right i agree with about the power dynamic but in that instance for example the one you just provided she said i just blew him to get out of the room it that if it it, we talked about this before in our our last episode where we kind of went into this but it depends how the person feels, right? So if the person yeah, yeah. doesn't feel taken advantage of just being like, oh, I'm just going to blow him. Like, it's not a big deal. Like to me, right. then that, right. that that's not, I wouldn't say that's assault because that is a choice that that person's making unless they feel that, that situation's different to me if they feel like, oh my God, like uh, this, you know, I'm stuck and I have to blow him to get out of, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. so it, right. it depends, I think on that, but you know, you're right. It's not black and white, but I, I don't know. I just am trying not to give any of these people any kind of extra loopholes. It, you said this was a book. I'll have to read it. But yeah, Sexual Citizens. It's it's a uh, it's that full title is um, it's Sexual Citizens. Um, hang on, a landmark study of sex, power, and assault on campus, and it is 
really, really good because it even like there also other big thing is like this lack of general awareness that like and, and again, they don't we don't excuse men because they even they truly highlight. And this is something I love. Like we can't talk about sexual assault without talking about the inherent like uh, realms of racism that are basically in it or like even how the sure. LGBTQ community experiences at like significantly high volumes. Like one of the things they noted was that like every black woman that they spoke to in some way, every single one of them have experienced inappropriate touching. Sure. And that's not necessarily something that we like, that's consent based. That's not, that's, we wouldn't report that as an assault, but it's like, that does raise the flag. And they also even talk about something that like, did you have residential buildings on campus? I don't remember your undergrad. Did you? No, I don't think so. Everything was just in that one building. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, But they even like raise uh, a highlight. wait, Wait, you mean like dorms and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Ironically, it was the St. George Hotel, which is famous for being a former location where one would um, solicit for prostitution. So that eventually was turned (laughs) into the dorms. Yeah, you could look up the whole history about the St. George Hotel, but that's the dorms for my college that I went to. Wow. Um, but one of the things they also highlight, and I, I didn't even think about this, so I, I've been residential and on a, on a big residential campus before, is even like how environmentally the power dynamic, again, we enable a lot of these things to occur, right? So for example, seniors versus freshmen. Freshmen typically get like bottom of the barrel housing. Mm. Seniors get like the the really nice apartment complexes. They have a little bit more freedom. They can have alcohol in their space versus like freshman dorms are usually dry dorms, right? And so it automatically then makes any dynamic shift to the older person, right? right. Which is, so in, in one of the cases, it, it was a, a freshman a freshman girl who was really interested in the senior guy and, you know, they kind of hit it off and, um, but she had to go to his space right. because they're allowed to have alcohol there. The nice, you know what I mean? So even like how the power dynamics exist there and it, it helped reframe a lot of how I was feeling this week because like I said, I'm exhausted by men, but it also like kind of was a, the both of them do such an amazing job of kind of giving you a glimmer of hope by, by acknowledging all of the fucked upness that also goes into it. But it's like, there's ways in which we can, we can, fix these things. And it's, it's really well done research. So again, I highly recommend it for our listeners. I'll also link, um, a podcast I'll post about it. I it's, um, it's called coffee and books. It's called That's coffee so and great. books. Literally, I know it's literally like a podcast you and I would love. Two of my favorite things. Yes. It's called coffee and books. They actually did a really good interview on there. So I'll link it on our podcast for those who want to listen, but it's, it really just kind of helped. It was also like the best thing to, to also read during Women's History Month. But um, I absolutely love it, especially because for me, I think when we talk about sexual assault, it gets so much easier if we frame it as a, as into like uh, bad actions, not bad people. Um, I think it makes it a little bit more digestible because sure. literally this week, this whole time, I'm like, men suck, like men are trash and I hate them all. It's an interesting, I have my own biases about that. But yeah, I agree. But sometimes bad actions come from bad people. But I can oh, also completely. see situations where like, this was just a bad action. And like, yeah, yeah, it almost and they even highlight and I like completely can see this from my own experience. It almost feels like, like one of the, the women in the book that they talk about, it's like, 
it almost feels like this is there's this inherent obligation to go to college and just have a bunch of sex from the both the men and the women right I, like there's yeah I this don't, obligation did you feel like that in college I would say I had a ton of sex, but <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, I would say like. But did you feel I, the obligation? So. Yeah, I think the obligation, because think about how much pressure is always put on, like, let's go out and like, you never know who you're going to meet, right? Like, who are you going to take home or who are you going to make out with at the end of the night? I'll be know? honest, like, I didn't really want to have sex in college, but I was also like in the closet. But then I was like pretty content when I like had a boyfriend because then I was like I felt like protected, quote unquote, like from the mm. other fucking creepy dudes we would mm. constantly be around. Um yep. though he wasn't very um much protecting. He was not um helpful in any way. But um <laughs> You know, but that also came with some interesting because uh, I was with that person on and off for about three years. And that was like most of my college time. And the one time that mm-hmm. I that we were off and I dated somebody else that turned out like not good. Really and bad. I ended up yeah. running back to him. But mm-hmm. um, I, you know, definitely there was like an agreement between us kind of. And I definitely let him take liberties to impress his friends uh, with things that we had not been doing, but he, mm. and I never said anything about it. Cause I always felt like that was more important to men than it was to my friends. Cause like, I don't care. I'll be honest. And like, you know, um, did you feel like in any way it also helped reinforce what you felt like you were being protected from? You mean my own insecurities? Like with my being in the well, closet? Yeah. Yeah, or being in the, I mean, more so even like if other men knew we were doing these things, they'd be less likely to look at me or hit on me or no, and, and I actually don't, end that way too. You know what I will say though? A lot of the guys we did hang out with, I, I shouldn't paint them all to be monsters because they were actually really sweet. Um, and mm-hmm. I always, I didn't really feel like unsafe. Like I had a good, mm-hmm. like when I have my like straight boys in my life that I'm like are good dudes like I don't stray too far from them because I'm like oh I genuinely feel safe around these people like Mm -hmm. you know I I never felt unsafe passing out at our our so-and-so's house I'm not going to use names on here yeah of Um, course because I knew he would take care of me and like not Mm -hmm. in like a creepy way like genuinely would just like keep an eye out you know yeah um Sure. And, you know, uh, our good friend who unfortunately is no longer with us, he would always Mm -hmm. drive me home and make sure that I always felt safe with him as well. And I'm very grateful for those people. But um, I I don't know. It was just kind of because like the creeps are going to creep no matter what. I I think um, creeps are going to (laughs) creep. No, they are, though. Like, but in a way, but but I think in my mind, that's just what I knew about, like the world in general it's like well i'm safe if i just tell them i have a boyfriend that's why girls Mm -hmm. tell people they have boyfriends even when they don't um and i will never forget this one night uh my friend christina and i were at a bar in uh jersey i think and uh this guy we were just like powing around we were gonna go hiking the next day and like idiots we were drinking a ton the night before and uh, we were just, like, literally at our own table, like, just having drinks, chatting, like, playing our own fucking drinking games. And this fucking bro-ass Guido comes over and starts hitting on her. And 
you know, we kind of told him to get lost a couple times and she was seeing, I think, uh, I think she was seeing her now long-term boyfriend at the time. I think they had just started going out. Um, and so, but this guy was still hovering and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know why she doesn't tell him that she has a mm. boyfriend because this guy will just fucking walk away and he's annoying yeah. me and I'm being super mean to him, but I'm not, I don't look the way he wants me to look. So he's pretending I'm not even there. Um, yep. So I, at one point he floats away. So I'm like, I tell her, I was like, I'm going to go grab another drink real quick for us. And so I go up to get us more drinks. And of course, as soon as I come back to the table, he's there again. Yeah. So I go to like, she like stops me before I sit down and she's like, I just want you to know, she's like, I told him you were my girlfriend. And I was just like, mm -hmm. oh, uh, okay, that's, that's fine. Um, so I sit down and this guy is looking at us in the weird now. And he's just like, so who's like, so we're, now we're not like, just like ignoring him. Like we're just continually mm -hmm. carrying on our conversation as though this man is not even standing here like carrying mm -hmm. on with our game, whatever we were doing. And he's still fucking standing there, this fucking juice head motherfucker. And <laughs> eventually he's just like, so you two are lesbians. And I like <laughs> look at her and I'm just like, well, I was, and I, I had just come out like not that long ago. So I was like, yeah. And he was just like, so like, how does that work? And I was like, do you know what that fucking means? It means that we don't date men. So why don't you get lost? <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe at that point, like, I don't know what he wanted to make of it, but he did like walk away. Um, and then I, so I, so I looked at, so I look at her and I'm like, why did you tell him that I was your girlfriend? Like, and she, she, this was, I will never forget her saying this. She was like, because I didn't want him to back off only because he thought I belonged to another man. Whoa. And I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, you're right. But and, you know, that's a good point. This could have also I, I want to say that we probably got pretty lucky. Like this could have also went very far south for the both of us. Yeah. And, but, yeah. you know, this was like a pretty like small little bar. Like it wasn't like like there were other people like there was plenty of other yeah. people there. It wasn't like, you know, it was like yeah. the one bar in this part of New Jersey that like it was like the party spot on on a Friday, you know. So, but also the idea is this is what I always had a trouble. I always struggled with that too. Is um, if it's almost like they hear the message. If I didn't have someone, then I would be talking to you. Right. That's almost like the other kind of context that that they have actually. Like um, <laughs> my boyfriend gets really annoyed. It's only happened like twice. We don't go out very often though in the pandemic, but will be out he doesn't really get like annoyed like he's not like mad but um one time we went out and he had walked away and like this guy was like trying to get my attention and it was just me and him so it was like very evident i mean granted he kind of thought like some of them my... don't care like i said no, no, they, creep. They, they don't and he um was trying to get my attention like he was winking at me and he was just like very uncomfortable and then jimmy came back and he was like uh are you okay? I'm like, can we leave? Mm. He's like, what the fuck? Like, what did I miss? So I was like, oh, well. Then I like explained the situation. He's like, what the fuck? I walked away for two minutes. And then I was like, I was like, oh, you know, like we just like hadn't been out in a while. I was like, so you know, I for like you kind of forget, like the pandemic kind of like made me forget like these things are like what you're susceptible to, like as a woman in these like social situations. Cause like who the fuck is gonna like try to like 
infiltrate your bubble like six feet apart motherfucker right like right. he's gonna try to get your attention um and then we went out another time like not that long ago and it, and it did happen again and he was like what the fuck like I, I can't leave you alone like why are men like so fucking creepy like why are like what the fuck and it's just like and bless his heart like he does exist in his own little world like obviously like that's his male blinders but i'm like well th- this is life so it- it's so funny how like even with this concept of like if i didn't belong or quote unquote belong what the fuck does that even mean to somebody else you might have a shot but it's like even when they're fully present they also don't care right no, and sometimes that is the case but like i think the standard right like i said mm-hmm. it's why women say i have a boyfriend even when they don't like yeah. i i will also i have another incident that just came to mind i was again drunk leaving an improv show and i was waiting for the train it was late and i'm just standing there like being a dizzy bitch and uh <laughs> This guy walks up to me and I'm, I'm by like, um, what, what bar was I in? I was in 2A, a home base for me for a really long time. Bless that spot. Thankfully, it survived the parallelogram. So <laughs> I'm obsessed with all the different things people are using to describe the pandemic. I know. As, as people tell me new ones, I keep adding them to my repertoire. My girlfriend called it a pupusa the other day. <laughs> My favorite is so far has been the panorama, the panorama, the panty Danny. And then there's another one. My friend called it. I can't remember, but the panty Danny made me laugh for like an hour, but sorry, go ahead. So the parallelogram. This dude on TikTok was calling it a Patricia, which I also enjoy. Uh, Anyway, so in the, in the parallelogram, whatever, 2A is still there as far as I know. But anyway, so I'm coming home. So I'm at like, probably like, like I probably walked to the NYU stop. So there's always NYU students like creeping around late at night. Anyways, so I'm waiting for the train to go back to Brooklyn. And uh, this guy comes up to me. And again, this was not that long after I had just come out. So one of the things I was still getting used to was actually telling people I'm gay. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was like still scary and exciting and weird for me to be saying, you know, for the first couple of times. Um, so this guy comes up to me and he's a good looking dude, but I'm like very like blatantly drunk and like, he's probably a little drunk too. And he just comes up and he's like, can I get your number? Like no introduction, <laughs> just like wanted just coming out swinging. And I was just like, I'm gay. And I just like <laughs> said that to him like that. And he goes, were you gay five minutes ago? <laughs> and I was like, Yes. Oh, as if it's like, a, I'm just saying that so you'll stop talking to me. Pretty much. So, like, dudes even know, like, the deal with that. Like, I I, I don't know. I've never, um, you know, it's it's weird. I clearly since, um, you know, becoming more masculine, like, I don't get any of those inquiries anymore, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel really bad for, like, femme gals out there because they probably still have to put up with all that bullshit. Um, and the dude, what is it? Creepy dudes being like, I'm a lesbian too. Creeper. Ooh, creeper's going to creep. Um, speaking of things that did not survive the panty Danny. (sighs) Oh oh my God. How could we have forgotten this? We're going to, we just went from like sexual discourse. No, you just reminded me though. (laughs) No, but this This is is what I, this is what I love about our dialogue though. Like this shit, like it's just, you, you like, you provide that perspective for me. And I think, 
that's something that some like I always know that like the type of week I was having, I was like, huh, I have I have therapy, aka I'm recording a podcast for an hour on Thursday night. So I'm gonna get this shit way off my chest. And it's nice to like to have the perspective of someone who's gonna be like, here's why I don't agree with that, but then also like, you know what, I never fucking thought of it that way. So I always appreciate you. I like a dialogue. Um, I love a dialogue. Um, but the other thing, yeah, so it did not survive the Patricia. The fucking <laughs> Our, I posted on our Instagram. I mean, our Instagram today. I'm devastated. Chicken delicious. Chicken ridiculous. <laughs> chicken D-Lo. Chicken ridiculous. Like, I, I said it to my roommate and she's like, I was like, so sad. And she's like, do you happen to be recording tonight? And I was like, yes, I am. And she goes, oh, thank God you have an outlet for this of someone who might actually care because I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and I'm like, so sad, sad. So chicken delicious, which was, uh, is it technically... No, it was King's Highway. I was like, was it Gravesend? No, I'm it's looking up. King's I'm Highway. looking. Yeah, it was on King's Highway. But yep. Oh god, I hold. I'm pulling it up on my map again right now. I was looking at the screenshot. So the reason this place is like so near and dear to our heart is well, at least my heart. I'm pretty sure yours is because like on Friday nights, you know, after after school, usually like you, me, and Kristen, we'd go, like either we'd probably be at my house most of the time when we would do this, but we'd be at my house, you know. Um, at that time, my parents, I think about this a lot. My parents went away a lot when I was in high school. Do you, do you ever think about that? I was just going to say, um, I don't know if you, well, you've definitely noticed. I don't know if you've noticed, but every time I was at your house, <laughs> your parents were just not there. Yeah, no, I think at the time they were spending actually a lot of time at our like summer home, which like is great, but I would always, they'd always be like, uh, or like they had other things. Like I, I also kind of remember at that time, um, yeah, I feel like they were just always at our summer home. But anyway, my parents wouldn't be home. And so they, you know, they'd like leave us cash and be like, right. you know, yes. whatever you want to yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Have Cola come over, have Kristen come over. Like also like we were like good little baby I, angels. I, I was just going to say though, like this sounds like a setup to like, and then we destroyed the house every weekend. But we actually <laughs> like, we really didn't do any of that. Like we, no, we didn't we were really. Good. Yeah, we were good. It was usually just the three of us. And we'd usually just yep. hang out, eat chicken ridiculous, and fucking <laughs> watch a movie. Like, we really yeah. didn't, like, we didn't even, like, try the fuckery. Because we were like, no. I don't know about you, but I was just like, I don't want to fucking deal with all of these these no. people. We we occasionally would, like, throw a party here and there. But, but it really was not. It wasn't the, the norm, though. No, 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 no. And no. I like, feel it, like it every not. time we had a party at your house, something happened. So, like... Oh, yes. It, it did, which is why we usually didn't throw a party. But I'm very fortunate that I'm the baby of the family. So I usually knew how to, like, cover my tracks, rectify the situation, or I would, like... Honestly, I would just, like, call my brother or sister being like, what the fuck do I do? And they'd be like, oh, well, I've dealt with this. Here your, you go. This your, is your sister is definitely... I remember your sister showing up on multiple occasions for yeah. party scenarios to... Yes. To fix things. She'd be like, are you okay? Are we good? All right, I'll see you later. Like, like, yeah, my sister was usually, we always say this and she knows this. If I'm ever caught in a really, really bad situation with a cop, maybe like something happened with a little sus shit. She's usually uh, the, the call. Not my mom, not my dad. My sister would be my call. And that's for all of us. Like all of my siblings have said that she would be our call. So it's kind of her, it's kind of something that she knows and loves very, very much. And I think to her, it's very, very sentimental. But anyway, we would like you guys. You would come over on Friday night. We would order some chicken D-Lo, 
and it would be fucking lit. And that was usually our go-to because it had everything. Mashed potatoes, barbecue, chicken tenders, burgers. Like, I even think for a little while there, they served pizza. Although, I can't imagine who the fuck they did. They they did serve pizza. Um, That was definitely – I'm looking at the menu right now, by the way, which you can like, still see on Google Maps if anyone's uh, curious. Actually, let's do this. Everybody look up Chicken Delicious in Brooklyn. And you look at the menu and you tell me what you would have ordered on your oh, Friday that's a night. Great idea. At I'll chicken. post it. Yeah. I'll post it too. Yeah. Seafood platter, oh, like God. fucking sandwiches, chicken Which, sandwiches. Just to be clear, you didn't fuck with the seafood platter. No. no. Unless you wanted diarrhea. <laughs> yes. It was, it was kind of just like the, and you know what's so funny? I remember like, it was kind of like a, a Bensonhurst type thing because I even remember like we had like two or three teachers at school who like lived in the area and like anytime Kristen and I or you and I would be like oh we're gonna get some chicken delo tonight they'd be like oh shit you're getting chicken delicious it was like a it was like a little hidden gem in the in the Bensonhurst um like community that, yeah like, everybody got the fucking chicken ridiculous the chicken delicious the chicken delo I was I'm- so pleased one of the dudes I dated in high school would always drive us over there like at some point in the night and be like I dated that dude Chris for a minute like he would him and his fucking goon ass friends would always drive us over to uh, Chicken Delicious oh my god it was so good that was my other memory of it it was just waiting in this car for like my sandwich to come out but um But I would say my regular order there was usually chicken tenders and fries or mozzarella sticks and fries. The mozzarella Mm. sticks were fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want mozzarella sticks for dinner. I got to figure that out. Are are you not doing gluten-free anymore? Oh, we've been off that. We've been off that shit. You're asking me if I'm still on gluten-free. My mom's asking me if I'm following uh, no meat for this Lenten Easter season. She was telling me the other day, she was just like, oh, you're not supposed to eat meat for the next couple days. And I'm like, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I can't like, make yeah, those kind right. of promises. I can't, I can't plan my day like that. I have not been following uh, any of that shit. This, no. this honestly i i stopped a really long time ago just because like especially after i learned so like you know catholics don't eat meat during lent or on fridays blah 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 ever since i basically learned that that was really just to help like fish markets like to help boost sales of fish i was like yeah that i'm good on all this all these rules are fucking made up and like i also try not to give up anything during lent like i don't yeah i don't like the you idea know what G- i always Jesus, Jesus wasn't focused on not eating meat because Jesus didn't need anything. He was in the desert for 40 days, 40 nights. So <laughs> what he do you didn't need anything, <laughs> which is not physically possible. So I don't recommend anybody try that. Well, and you and I, the true, you and I have said this multiple times when you're gluten free and sober, your whole life is Lent. Like, I don't need to give up anything else, especially actually really sad. I actually think I'm now dairy intolerant too Hmm. it really bums me out hardcore it's fine this is just like the life i live um but yeah one of the things um i actually wanted to do what i was just thinking sorry wait you can definitely dive into this was the last time i was home with you and chris and everybody did we not order chicken ridiculous we did that's why holy shit 
Okay, like, sorry. How did it not survive? I just had to because well, that was when I was home in October a couple years ago. Um I think, or maybe it was this past December. I just remember because it took forever for it to arrive. And I was like, chicken delicious, come on. That's the thing that really, 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 really sucked about it was that it was so, so, so bad at delivery. Like it usually, like I remember some Friday nights, it would take like an hour and a half for the food to get there. We were ravenous. Yeah, it was bad. Um, one of the things I did want to kind of do was just shout out. So since we talked about Chicken Delicious, which is not available, sadsies, um, we had um, uh, a company reach out to us on Inst- on Instagram that are like setting up in Bensonhurst. Did you, I mean, not, not in Bensonhurst, in Williamsburg. Did you see this? Uh, no. I mean, I usually let you handle the influx of messages because you're better with <laughs> PR and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. But um, so what they're doing is they re- they're trying to reach out to like local people, even though obviously you and I are not local to the area, but I definitely wanted to kind of like shout out them and highlight them on the podcast. And I think that you we should start like highlighting current small businesses or businesses that we really are passionate about. Like I love that every couple episodes, but this one specifically, they they seem really, really awesome. Like I know like when I go home, I'm going to give them um, a shout out. And if you DM them, I'm pretty sure they'll like give you a coupon to like come check them out if you're in the area, like just show them the DM message back or just let them know like, hey, I'm interested. So they, they seem really, really cool to work with and their fucking breakfast sandwiches look amazing. <gasps> it's called Copper Mug Coffee. Did you? I posted it on our, but their food looks amazing. I did see this. I, uh, oh my God, that's amazing. Where, where are they at now? They're they're So they're in Williamsburg. Um, they seem to be, um, like when they messaged us, it's like, they're pretty new. They do all day brunch, which is like really, really fucking awesome. And I was looking at like the prices and stuff and honestly, super affordable. The Like I said, the food looks oh. absolutely amazing. And the drinks are so, so, so fucking cute. Like an iced lavender latte, which I'm like kind of bougie and like things like that, or like yeah. strawberry banana. They have smoothies, things like that. Like their fucking lattes, their coffee. I think I'm pretty sure it's like local too so it's it's really amazing so if anybody's in the area in williamsburg in the willie b area please go check out copper mug coffee Yo, i'm also going to tag them in this and this and definitely looks, let us know what you think yeah for real this looks amazing i'm looking at their instagram now um so i told kristen already when i come home uh we're gonna be bougie and i you know she was over the moon about that um <laughs> so we, sh- we will definitely be making a stop at uh, Copper Mug Coffee because this is definitely where I feel like being bougie. These sandwiches look amazing. Holy shit. Don't they? Definitely go to their See. Instagram. That's just uh, at Copper Mug Coffee. All one word. Really easy to yep. pull up. Yep. But- super, super cute. Um, so I figured since they were so nice to like reach out to us and they're like, next time you're in the area, like come stop by and visit us. And they even gave us like the coupon. That's so to cute. Show them. Yeah. So it was like our first like little business that reached out to us. So we wanted to shout them out. We'll tag them, like I said, in the post. I got to say this lavender latte oh, or taro latte looks amazing. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of lavender in my foods, but damn, this is pretty. <laughs> Isn't it cute? Yeah. At least do it for the gram, if nothing else. Do it for um, the gram. Yeah. I'm not surprised that she's going to be really excited about your bougie-ness. She's actually coming to visit me tomorrow. Very jealous. No, we'll we'll uh we'll text you and, and hit you up the whole time. But uh yeah, I'm very much looking forward to my weekend with her and TLDR Copper Mug Coffee. Go check them out on Instagram. They Hell seem yeah. really fucking terrible. Incredible. And if they're in the and if you're in Brooklyn, go check them out in Williamsburg. This is beautiful. I think that's a great note to end on. We went through our Yeah. 
our love of and uh, tribute to Chicken Delicious and then ended yeah. with a brand new business that honestly was yeah. probably really going to do very well based I on what so. I'm seeing. I hope so. I do think they're they're fairly young. Um, but I, I really just love the idea of like the all day brunch thing. You know me. I am I'm the type of person that at like 11 o'clock at night, if I know a place is serving all day breakfast, I'm ordering breakfast uh, every time. That's what we love. Like, oh, my God. Even like. And I've actually been, because I think I'm dairy intolerant, I've been going to this really cute little like lunch, lunch and net type spot by us. Um, and every time I go there, they have really great sandwiches. Their lunch is really, really great. But because they do all day breakfast lately, every time I go there, I just get like scrambled eggs. Their potatoes are amazing oh. and they have good gluten-free toast. And I don't have to have cheese so because that's really where I'm trying to stay away from the omelets because so many omelets usually have cheese and I don't like an omelet without cheese, but I don't mind eating eggs like sunny side up without cheese does i know that like might sound weird but um yeah that's been my go-to lately and i can't wait until you're home so then we can go try that place too as soon as i'm two weeks clear whenever i get vaccinated hopefully maybe i'll come home just for a couple i I told my sister i would fly home for the weekend and then fly back to la which sounds crazy but um you know we'll see i'm i'm transitioning work right now so i don't know how many like I, i have to accrue time off again which is fine but yeah i'm hyped for you but should we do this again soon you know it yay all right well i'm anna i'm cola and we are two broads from brooklyn y'all thanks for listening